women have more options than men. Or at least that's what we established with the guys on the last episode. This episode, we're reversing the roles. We're gonna get a woman's perspective. Oh yeah, she's only 23 and married. Yeah. So this should be interesting. <laughs> Welcome to Quality. We are back. We have a guest. She's 23 and married. Woo! Just like the intro said, we are back, people. We are back. I am Josh Prophet here, as always, the Wartown Creative. I'm here with my lovely girlfriend. Introduce yourself. Hi, guys. I'm Kenya. Kenya Mother Freaking Macintosh. Period. Let's go. And we have a very <laughs> special guest. She just happens to be Kenya's best friend. Y'all. Introduce yourself. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> How are you doing? I am doing good. How are y'all? Good. What's your name? My name is Taylor Lario. Ah. Yeah, I'm a married woman now. You are a married woman. How was how getting married? <laughs> um, It was definitely a process. I mean, it was a good process. Um, mm -hmm. We got married last year. We're about to have like our one year anniversary in ah, April. Ah, cheers. So it's coming up. But yeah, it was it's fun. We still, you know, figuring everything out. It's completely different from living mm -hmm. like separately and dating and and then coming together and like living together and seeing each other like all the time and like uh -huh. noticing specific, you know, qualities and traits that you didn't see beforehand, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But it's fun getting to learn each other even more. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I want you to save some of that because you're, you're about to dive deep. And I was like, whoa, she's, she's starting hot. But speaking of hot, we're going to get into, you know, the hot topic, the tea of the day. Right. Um, yes. And what we got today, I'm drinking some Bigelow. It's citrus and oolong. I got to put the <laughs> enunciation on the oo. Uh, but this is good. I'm going to rate it like a seven. It's, it's smooth. I don't know why the music just stopped, but it's pretty decent. Um, not my cup of tea, but it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. What are you drinking, Kenya? <laughs> I am drinking the same tea, but I would give it like a 6.5, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's grapefruit in here, and I don't really like grapefruit that much. But it's not bad. Face. <laughs> yeah. It's not that bad, though, but it's tolerable. I got you. And last but not least, Taylor, what are you having? So today I have the Staff Lemon Ginger Tea. Um, I rate it like a seven. It's not sweet enough for me, personally, mm. but I mean, it's an herbal tea, so I guess it makes sense. I was sick. So, you know, nothing works better than lemon and ginger tea. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Sounds good. Oh, question. Um, do you like put a sweetener in your tea, like honey or sugar or anything? Or do you just drink it? I just drink it. Uh, but honey's, healthy, you know? yeah. Yeah, but honey's <laughs> like, honey a natural sweetener. You can put a little honey in there. Don't be afraid. Yeah, I didn't do it this time. I thought about it, but like afterwards. Ah, uh, gotcha. Gotcha. You okay. had already, yeah, dipped your toes in the water. And I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. So um, you're a married woman. Um, and before we get into our topic. Let's see the ring. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can, we, let's see the ring. 
Look at that. Yeah. Scott did okay. that. Yes. <laughs> Scott did that. <laughs> he did. Oh, man. So uh, before we get into, you know, our topics, this is going to be a follow-up to the last episode. So we're going to be covering most of the topics except, or all of the topics that we covered on the last episode, except it's going to be more of a woman's perspective. So I'm going to get out of y'all's way. Uh, but before I do that, I just want you, I mean, you kind of touched on it. You got married last year um, and you touched on like the difference between, you know, just dating and being married. And you also got married, if I'm not mistaken, it was like within like a year, right? Before so like, a year. Before yeah. a year. So like y'all started dating and then y'all just got to it. Yes. So I want you to yes. just touch on, you know, just kind of that process just a little bit. And then we'll we'll dive into our topics. Okay. Well, um, we met at our place of business. Um, I used to teach like these orientation courses for all of the new hires and um, Scott kind of saw me in the room. So he literally just came out of nowhere and like bust through the door <laughs> and he was like, hi, I'm Scott. And I was oh. like, at first I was like, this freaking weirdo. <laughs> I was like, you were here coming into my classroom like that? Okay. I don't uh. know who you are. But then like later on, he like ended up Facebook messaging me um, and then we ended up meeting up to go on a hike and stuff and I've never really been hiking like that before him and I actually loved it and the conversation I'm telling you the first time I really met him in person it was so easy it was so smooth I didn't have mm -hmm. to like force my um, conversation you know how it gets you know sometimes when you don't really enjoy the combo with a person so you right. kind of just start making up random stuff to speak about but it wasn't like that with him at all. It just felt like I'd, I've known him for so much longer than I did. Um, but yeah, we went we went to a beach and that's when he asked me to be his girlfriend or whatever. And that was maybe four months after meeting him. That was it. And then the end of that year in December of 2021, no, December of 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's when we got engaged and then we got married this coming april 16th of 2021 but it definitely it's like it went fast but like the old thing goes when you know you, you know, know. Yeah, you know okay you know. like yeah. that's it so we didn't have to really elongate the time in which we had a date and fit society standards because right. we knew so i love it i love it <laughs> i you love said, it too. so you i got a question so you said scott just kind of barged into almost literally almost barged into your life so like you must have some serious game like what was the line <laughs> like <laughs> did he hit you what did he hit oh. you with hi i'm scott he just said he literally said hi i'm scott and i was uh. like okay and he was like you're doing a good job and i was like okay whatever <laughs> i don't know what that means and he just closed the door mm -hmm. that was it like it was the weirdest thing i've ever seen in my life and he like later on like after i um after we dated a little bit he told me he just felt led like literally led to go into that room uh, so he was like you know, i gotta probably get her. got <laughs> yeah for real for you real. know it's funny so. it's funny because i remember because we were roommates so i remember like when that happened and you're like man this guy came in the room when i was teaching he was like i'm scott <laughs> so it's so funny to see like going from there where you're like what the heck and now and you're like hey. mm -hmm. No. that's that's oh, funny <laughs> yeah but i just had um actually a lot of people have said like that's like the best pickup pickup line it's just hi my name is my hi i'm josh yeah it's like just start the conversation 
right? You don't need anything super smooth or cringy. Like most of the pickup lines are cringy. Like just say hi, have an adult conversation. And if you vibe, you vibe. And like you said, if you know, you know. Yeah, Josh mm-hmm. said FaceTime me, so. <laughs> you want to tell that story really fast? Yes, please. I would like to say Because <laughs> we haven't told it on quality. Yeah, so. we have it. So basically, so yeah, I know Josh through Natalie, and she's one of our close friends. And um, so basically, Josh texted me a few times, and every, each time I was like, who is this? And no, then, I texted you once. Okay. <laughs> Once. Because we were in a group. No, it was twice. No, we were in a group with Natalie. Yeah, we were in a group, but like separately outside of that. You texted me and you're like. I think that was the first blah, blah, time blah. I texted you though. And I was like, who is this? Hmm. You who did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said, who is this twice? No, you did. You, well, oh, so the first time. Because I think I texted you about, because she didn't want to go skating. And I said something about not going skating. And you're like, who's this? And I was like, Josh. So I was assuming you had my number. Yeah. And then it happened again. And I was like, right. who is this? And you're like, it's Josh again. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Well, I just said FaceTime me. The after, that, after that. After that? I don't, I think I don't, I don't think. know. I don't know. But there's two times I was like, who is this? And then I felt bad because I didn't save his phone number. And then he was like, FaceTime me. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> but then I was still like, okay, I'll FaceTime you to see what you want. And then I FaceTimed <laughs> him. And he was like, hey, I see you do videos. And I was thinking we'd be good to like collab and stuff. And could we like have a meeting with each other, talk about like videos and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, because I like videos. He likes videos. I was like, cool. And then we came over. I came over, mm-hmm. saw the studio. I was like, oh, this is lit. And then like nothing like this. Yeah, I did. But and then I was just like, the conversation was just flowing. I was like, oh, okay, mm. hello. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? So, yeah. Well, so I didn't just say Facetime out of the blue because what happened was we would all Facetime in the group together, and so we've done this like numerous times where. It was me, Natalie, and you on a FaceTime. And so when I said FaceTime me, I thought that wasn't anything like out of the ordinary because I've said that in the group. And then everybody just FaceTimes. And so when I said it, it they were like, who's this? I was like, oh, okay. I know where where I stand. (laughs) And then, um, so yeah, then the the rest of the story is accurate. (laughs) The rest of the story is accurate. But yeah, that's. Okay. We're going to have to, tell, gonna have to tell a better version of that one day. Yeah, a more organized version. Yeah, but yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's, in short, that's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. Well, let's uh, get into these topics. All right. First question. Who has more options, males or females? Mm, Taylor, what you got? Honestly, I feel as though men have way more options than women. Sorry, like if we're looking like mm-hmm. just at the population and where men and women, you know, where we are equal, men have like a slight advantage for every like 102 guys, there's 100 women. So there are definitely more men in the world than women. I just feel as though 
guys that don't know how to approach, like what we were talking about a little bit earlier, they don't know how to approach women. So they're more prone to get like rejected, you know, and not even have like a chance, in my opinion. So yeah. Mm, I see what you're saying. No, I yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, so I think you're coming out of it from a different perspective from where we came at it last week. So we were talking more so of like options as in, all right, you definitely have these people that you can be like, oh, come over and you could just kick it. But I think you hit it on the, like the nail on the head. head. Yeah, I always get that uh, thing wrong. Um, when you said guys don't know how to approach women, right? Um, and I think that leads to a lot of the rejection. And so I think since guys have more rejection, um, then that's what creates the, I guess, the options in, in my head. But I, see, I definitely see where you're coming from, from like a, just a number standpoint. Like, guys yeah, should, it's like, it's yeah. crazy. Especially right. like when we were in college, like me and Kenya, like you said, we went to college and uh, we would have these dorms and we would have to walk, of course, back to the dorm room. Right. And I would never forget <laughs> this man. He was he like, meow. What do you do? meow. <laughs> he literally he did said not. meow. He, he meowed not. at us. No, he didn't. And then we turned around, we were like, I mean, like excuse me. Yes. Just... He, yes. Like a cat. And yes. he thought that was cute. He could have roared. I was actually like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Something, meow. Yeah. And I'm like, that's supposed to make us want to come and talk to you. He's like, that's yeah, hilarious. we're having a party. I don't want to go to your party over here meowing. It's just weird. You know, yeah. they make it so awkward for women right. to actually want to come and speak to them. You know, like, unfortunately, like, women, we're just a little bit more vulnerable than guys, like, physically. So we always right. have to be, like, more aware of our surroundings. And they don't, like, some guys just don't pick up on that. They just talk to us any type of way. Or the infamous quote, hey, girl. So I talk to you really Ooh, quick. You, no, you got, no, you, you got Snapchat. Really you got Snapchat. Or yes, yes, that was large. You have a Snapchat. <laughs> you have an Instagram. Let me DM you. No, that's like, not how you come those, and approach. Those me. are good questions, but those aren't like you said. Those are first, good questions. No, they are good questions. Like I want your Snapchat, and but I don't want it. Like I don't know you immediately. Right. 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 It's right. like okay, the eye test. That's good. I'm not just gonna be like, oh, Snapchat. What? That just doesn't even make any sense. I guess that's kind of creepy, mm-hmm. actually. That, that's really creepy. Thank you. But my exactly. other point is, if you're going to be a cat, how are you going to be the most fearless cat <laughs> on the planet? You're just going to be a house cat and just meow? meow. You're not going to be a tiger or a lion? Like, <laughs> that. that's that's upsetting. Man, it's I hope... funny because you love, like, big cats and stuff. I hope so. homie's watching this because he, he needs to... I hope his game has improved <laughs> since then because, well, it's probably been a couple, okay. like, a year or two since that happened. Yeah, it was a senior year. So about yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I ho- I hope his game like improved tremendously because that that's awful. <laughs> that is horrible. Mm-hmm. That's so funny because so <laughs> I just like remember us walking down the street and we heard it. <laughs> I can kind of start walking a little bit faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You start picking up the pace. <laughs> oh, gotta go. <laughs> oh, that is crazy. That is crazy. Good times. Well, I like that. We're about to take a sip and get into our second topic. What we got, Kenya? What's the difference between infatuation and love? I think this is a good one here. Infatuation. Um, 
infatuation is always brought upon when you love somebody for like a specific reason, like quote unquote, love somebody for a right. specific reason. So let's say like a guy, he's making a lot of money. Okay. So he's able to buy you like, you know, all the bags that you like to have, all of the jewelry that you like. You don't have to worry about anything monetary wise. And you say you love him because you like the way that his money makes you feel. However, mm. you don't love the person like as an individual. What makes it love is if that same person lost all of their money. Would you still feel the same way about them? Or would the way that you thought you loved them go away? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like love is unconditional. <laughs> it's not just conditional, like fixated on something right. that they're doing for you or something that they're providing for you. It is something that is never supposed to go away. Like one of my favorite phrases, I may not like you at this moment, mm-hmm. but I'll always love you, you know, because I mean, we're human. We get mm-hmm. irritated and everything of that nature. So like, you just always have to remember the base point of your feelings towards that person. And like, sometimes love can't only be based on your feelings. You have to be a little bit more mindful that, hey, I choose to love this person. Because if you only based on your feelings, if you're upset, what are you more likely to do? Just get up and leave. Right. You know, you have to like think all different aspects in order to truly and genuinely love somebody. Now that was beautiful. Yes. That was beautiful. And yeah, oh. you, you, you got to where exactly where I was like, oh, I hope she heads there. Like the difference between loving with a condition and mm-hmm. unconditional love. Like last week we talked about, you know, love being for the service like you're at the other person's service whereas like the infatuation's very it's very selfish right you have this mm-hmm. mindset of it's like what can this person specifically do for me instead of what can i do for this person like i'm in mm-hmm. this union with this person like how can we come together and you know we talked about the product make like a beautiful product to where we can you know flourish and oh, flourish in the world and so I thought I thought that was really good. Do you have anything to add, Kenya? I like that you pointed out that love is a choice. Yes. It is a choice. It's a daily decision. Yeah, that's all I got. Oh, I do have a follow-up question. So, like, you said you got to wake up and choose that person every day, right? And so we're living in, you know, a time where people are kind of either shying away from marriage or they're just... Like divorce is like almost like a regular thing, like a regular practice where you can say, oh, like the the most recent one, Kim Kardashian was like, I'm choosing me now. Right. Right. Instead of (laughs) instead of my marriage and my family, I got to make the choice to choose myself. And it's like, but you made these vows. So my question is to you, like, what is like commitment mean to you? And then, like, how does that play in, you know, a relationship and then going into marriage? Oh, commitment. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you have to 100% be, like, dedicated to that person. So to me, commitment is a little bit of, like, a tech and balancing system. Mm -hmm. So wherever I lack, I need you to pick up, okay, and vice versa. because. I need us to be more as an individual instead of being looked at like, I mean, kind of looked out 
as like one person instead of looked out at two separate individuals. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's super important. And going back to what you were saying about marriage not being at the forefront of a lot of people's minds nowadays, Mm -hmm. it's because probably get some hate. Because they're playing house. Oh, y'all. Right. Sorry. If you're living together, if you're already doing everything else you know you're sleeping together you already have kids together you may have dogs together why would the guy even be more likely to propose to you like the all the old phrase why buy the cow when you get the milk please tell me Mm -hmm. like there is no initiative for them to be like you know what if i marry this person oh i can go actually we can live together we can do this together because you're already doing everything together right so i mean it's a mixture of them shying away, but also not having to even get married because they already received everything. They're already playing that role. Right. Yeah. That's, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. But essentially what you're doing when you do that is you're committing without a commitment. And when you do that, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I always talk about love being like this, almost like a business agreement because essentially that's kind of what it is. It's like locking you in, to what you said that you were going to do because the thing about marriage is you can't leave. Like that's what you said. Mm -hmm. You said for better or worse for richer or poor. It's a, it's a lifetime commitment and people, if you're living together before you're married without that commitment, then you're kind of just telling that person, well, you're good for now. But if something happens, if my feelings change for a season, then I could just leave. And then you see mm-hmm. this toxic cycle of people, you know, oh, we were together for a while and then we split up, but then we realized mm-hmm. that we're together, but then now we're going to take a break and we're going to go do our own thing. But then I still love it. It's just, that's, a mess. that's crazy. That's crazy. Cause you're picking up mess. all this emotional like baggage and going through this emotional turmoil for no reason, because you're deciding to commit without a commitment. Instead of, you know, doing things in a certain manner that's going to, you know, be like a safeguard against that. Right. I agree 100%. Yes. So that, that was quality right there. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. So we're going to get into our third topic. What do we got, Kenya? <clears throat> what role has love languages played in your relationship? Mm, Kenya loves this question. <laughs> I love love, love languages. <laughs> um... I feel like the understanding of your partner's love languages is super important Mm -hmm. Um, because, for example, mine is more quality time. Like, that's my biggest love language. I can just sit there and just be happy, okay? We don't have to (laughs) even do anything, okay? Whereas my husband, he's more affectionate. And it took a little time to be like, oh, you know, he's not just me, you know, that's literally his love language. That's how he shows, you know, I love you. I care for you. And like also his is like words of affirmation. So he'd be like, oh, I love you. Oh, we can do this, you know, because you look beautiful today. You look, you look like this. You look like that. And it just builds you up as um, a partner. I mean, but like, it's very important to understand that your love language may not be your partner's love language and vice versa because if you expect your partner to treat you the way that you would treat him you're going to get disappointed 
right. unless you truly do find somebody that has the same love language as you. So, so yeah, I got a, I got a question. So y'all's love languages are different, right? So how do you find the balance between, you know, making sure that he is supporting you and doing what he needs to do as far as like, you know, the quality time and then you with, you know, showing that affection and doing the things that you need to do to kind of speak his language. Like, how do you balance that? Um, so it goes back to communication. So yeah. if he feels as though, you know, I'm not being like affectionate enough or something like that, like we listen to each other. Like if we're not spending enough time together that I would want, I communicate that with him. So we just make it like a, a conscious decision to always like sit down and be like, hey, what am I doing good? What am I doing bad? Um, and then we take that time to kind of reflect on our like relationship and like the type of love languages we have and actually do better. I mean, because like marriage is work <laughs> every day. It will always be work. So what fails and like what causes marriages to fail is the fact that people don't want to put work in anymore mm -hmm. and um that's the issue like once you feel like oh i don't have to do anything anymore oh, i don't have to worry about how this person feels anymore whether they feel loved in this certain way or i don't have to talk to them about that it just causes the other person to feel isolated and mm -hmm. nobody wants to sit there and feel isolated in their own relationship wow. and that's probably why you know divorces kind of increases because nobody takes the time to truly understand their partner. So I love that. That's really good. And I think, I think that goes even deeper to, you know, what we said, um, even before you get married, when you're, you know, if you're playing house, then you don't really understand or have to even go through the process of putting in the work, right. Of, you know, the, the commitment, right? You just said marriage is work. Like every day you got to get up and you got to choose that person. You got to work on the communication. And sometimes you don't like that person, but you got to choose to love them. And if you're just playing house, then, you know, when times get hard, then you're just going to kind of, it's easy to just bow out and say, I don't want to deal with that. I can just go over here and she can satisfy me or he can satisfy me for now. And then I can bounce here or I can bounce back, you know? And that's how people, you know, kind of get caught in these cycles. It's the same thing with like the fast food, right? It's like yes. you get, you hop in the drive-thru. It's like, yeah, you get your burger in or at Chick-fil-A. You probably get it in like two seconds. You get your food in two and seconds. Get, and you get the points. And yeah. you get the points. And, and they keep, they keep you coming back um, because it's fast. It's like, oh, I'm hungry now. I know I can get this now, but it's not necessarily the best thing for you. But if you, you know, took the time to like a lot of people are into, you know, meal prepping on one day. So when, you know, Tuesday comes around and you are hungry, then you can just pop that sucker in the microwave or pop it in the oven mm -hmm. really fast. And then now you have a meal that's more nourishing for you um, and you didn't have to go and get all that processed food. Like it's just it's better for you. But the point is you took the time to do the work. Right. Um, and so that's what a lot of people have to translate to their relationship is like, can't just not put in work and expect something, you know, long term to materialize. Like you, you got to be committed and you got to understand what that word actually means. Like, and when you mm -hmm. say the vows, you got to be like, I'm standing on it. 
Like, I really mean this, yeah. and I'm in it for the long haul, so. I agree. Like, going back to what you were saying about the fast food stuff, I know it's, like, a little off-topic. No, but, like, growing up, coming around the table, you know, mm-hmm. to eat as a family, that made us feel, like, more together. And I feel so, like, as a society, we're so, like, attuned to going to grab, like you said, fast food, right. and you're eating alone. And once you eat alone, you come home and then you also go to another room, you know? Mm -hmm. So it kind of causes this sort of separation, not intentionally, but like it causes this separation. Whereas when you're in the kitchen, you're cooking a meal with your family and then y'all both come to the table. It gives you that time to reflect, you know, if you had a long day or if you had to really speak about something instead of coming home and just dispersing again. So I know it's food, but it's just like the small things in life that really have like a big impact on right. your relationship. I definitely like that. I definitely like that. And I think you just hit on something like really, really deep that you probably didn't kind of, <laughs> you didn't even realize you hit on. It was, it's so like, it's almost like society as we advance in technology and we're adopting more of a, cultural mindset of you got to get yours right and you got to be super productive because you know we got all these machines and you either got to be super creative or you can get replaced by these machines because these machines are out here just taking people's jobs like yeah. so i mean it's tough so to like even make a living now or at a high you know income job like you really got to be you know on your on your stuff and so I kind of just lost where I was going with that. Holy Spirit, bring it back. Yeah, it'll, it'll come back to me. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Oh, that's that's where I was going. So, but it's it's more, it's isolating us more um, instead of bringing us together. Because like you said, it's like, all right, you you get so caught in this mindset of, okay, I got to get mine. I have this plan. Um, I'm hungry. I can go just grab this food. Now, when I get home, I got to do X, Y, Z. And it's like, no, no. like. The blessing is, you know, in the time spent with your family, right? In the Mm -hmm. time spent with people you love. Like, that's the true blessing of life. And everybody's, you know, trying to chase material wealth or get to a certain status. And they think that's going to make them happy. And then all that does is once you attain something, it's like... What's next? Yeah, what's next? Mm -hmm. And if you didn't enjoy the journey of getting there, if you didn't enjoy the process of going through it, it didn't even make it worth it. If you just, you know, were just like head down and you didn't enjoy the beauty of what you were doing. Right. And so sometimes you just got to take a step back and be like, enjoy the moment, enjoy the moment, be in the moment with the people you love. Cause that's, that's what matters at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. The money does not bring happiness. Okay. Amen a lot of that. people that are over here, like multimillionaires, they're still craving for some sort of like substance to mm-hmm. fill their emptiness that they're feeling so if you don't have those relationships with people whether it's like romantic or just like friends mm-hmm. like you're always going to be reaching for something because we were not created to be alone and like the people that are like oh i don't need friends i don't need friends those are probably the same people that have been hurt so many times that they don't have the capability that they think mm-hmm. to allow themselves to open up to another person again because again because they're afraid that they're going to be a little hurt but 
we're not supposed to be alone in this world. Mm-mm. Like, even when you're upset, sometimes when you just vent, or if you just got to, like, call a friend and just scream, you know, you're right. still getting everything off of your chest instead of, like, holding it in and just allowing it to just bubble over, bubble over until you literally just feel as though you can and take life in. So, friends, and yeah, that's super important. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I just remembered a quote that I saw today. Um, I was looking up stuff for like Donda because I was like trying to find the album. Come just find out. You can only get it on a stem player. I was like, yeah, fair enough, Kanye, because he just made like 2.2 million the first day. I saw that. Off those. Mm -hmm. So I was like, kudos to him. I still want it on Apple Music, though. Like you got to put it out on Apple Music (laughs) at some point. And so um, I guess I was just on YouTube and like, you know, one of those compilation things of him. It was like a speech from Kanye West, but it was just a bunch of like his old interviews kind of just pieced together. One of the things he said was the only luxury thing is time or something to that expect. It's something to that extent was the only luxury thing there is, is like time with your family, basically time with the people that you love. And that, that hit me so deep. And I was just like, man, like he's right. Here's a guy that's had, you know, everything. He's been basically lived a life like King Solomon right? Where he had access to, you know, a plethora of women at one point. He had ex- like, he was held in high regard, like a king, uh, like Solomon was. But then here he is saying like, you know, the u- only luxury thing you have is time. Now, I don't, I still don't agree with everything that he does or says, but like that was so true because it's like, at the end of the day, if you haven't spent quality time with, you know, people that you love and made memories that you, that are going to sustain you as a person and like keep your soul lifted. Then it's like, you're going to, just like you said, it's like, that's why some of these, you know, millionaires and people that seem to have it all fall into, you know, drug addiction or fall into depression and fall into all these different things where they're, you know, trying to chase that feeling. Right but they're only giving it in small doses and they have to keep going back to whatever their addiction is. So, yeah. Yeah. And touching on that, the whole millionaires and people who have a lot of money end up like, you know, committing suicide and things like that. Um, Yeah. I think it comes down to, you know, having relationships and having good people around you, but it also goes down to, you know, having your soul right. And of course, like, I just have, but like having your soul right and having that relationship with Jesus really just brings you together. Like for real, like it really just gives you everything you need. Like the contentment with where you are in life, the peace, the joy, the love, all of that, um, I think is just so important and that a lot of people are missing out on like right. for real and then also touching on what you said about like vulnerability and stuff a lot of people have issues with being vulnerable like even like to be transparent and vulnerable I have issues with being vulnerable sometimes and it's a work it's something that has to be worked on just like like you said marriage has to be worked on our relationships have to be worked on being vulnerable it's a task and we, I think it's so important that we all like practice it for better of our lives. So 
Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. Cause you definitely need like Jesus as like the center piece of your life. And then you need people to support that, right? You need people around you to like Jesus is the foundation and then the people around you are helping you kind of build the structure of your house if that was the representation of, you know, your life. And so if you don't have that, if you don't have a good foundation, of course, then, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe you build a big house that looks good, but eventually it's going to crumble, right? If you, if you keep trying to add on to it or just over time, it's going to wear down. And when bad weather comes, it's going to, you know, just crumble. And then you're, and you're left kind of back where, started. where we, yeah, where we've been talking about and, you know, depression, uh, you're living like a godless life and that fulfillment, I mean, is really rooted in, you know, your faith. So, I like that. It's got deep. <laughs> oh yeah. That's what we do. We're having quality, quality conversations, conversations with quality people and we're about to go to the next topic. Okay. What advice would you give to a young woman or young women who are younger than you that are starting to date? What should they look out for and what should they know? What should they, they need know? To start looking at these red flags, okay? Mm. So if a guy treats his mom, right, with a lot of disrespect and you notice that he puts like, his hands on his mom or if he tries to be like like emotionally or mentally abusive to his mom it is a good reflection what to what he's going to do to you he may be trying to like gaslight you and um hopefully nothing physically abusive but at the end of the day it's important for a younger woman to know you cannot change a person who does not want to be changed right like a lot of women get into these relationships, they're like, oh, it's fine. I can change this. Oh, it's the, don't worry about that. Oh, I can change it. No, you're not. <laughs> like if they are stuck in their ways, they're not going to change for you. If they made it this far without you, they will continue to make it this far and progress with you there with the same ways that they were like they've been doing in the past because right. working for them. So why would they change? So that is so important. Oh my gosh. Cause I know, like, I think I'm going to be a little vulnerable going back to what you yes. said, Kenya. I've done <laughs> it in the past too. You know, like once you get into that relationship and you realize, Hey, you know, it's not what I thought. It's important to leave. I feel as though a lot of women also, they, they just, they get afraid to leave the relationship because they don't want to be alone. But Sometimes they fail to realize it's okay to be alone. Sometimes you need to be alone right. because you need to build up your own self-confidence, your own self-esteem, and possibly like even a relationship with Jesus. So you don't know. You need to build on something before you're able to share your own soul with somebody else. Right. It doesn't right. make sense. No, like that, that, that hit home for me. And uh, the, the, the thing that keeps coming up here seems to be vulnerability right mm -hmm. and so i want to kind of dive into you know what does that look like how do we work on it and well let's 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 start here let's start here so why do you think both of you okay both of you why do you think it's a struggle to be vulnerable like why do you why do you think it's hard for people to you know like the root cause kind of thing um just in general well you can you can say of course your your personal 
you know, struggle with it because I think pretty much everybody struggles with being vulnerable. But then you also have that one person who's just like, no, I don't. <laughs> every yeah, every everything about their life's out on the table, which is that's a whole different issue. But like, why do you think most people struggle with you know vulnerability? Um, I think it goes back to like how we were raised and what our households were like. Um. I, yeah, I think that's like the main reason if I'm being general, but if I'm being specific, like for me, um, and I think it goes back to like being judged and like as a kid, like some, maybe there's a time where you're like super vulnerable to someone and then they're like, you're stupid. Why would you even say that? Or something like that. Um, or I don't know. I think it goes back to like either some childhood thing or family thing. Right. That's kind of like triggering. And so whenever there comes an opportunity to be vulnerable, they're like, oh, no, I'm good. I don't want to go through that same experience again and get turned down or get rejected or something like that. Right. Right. Taylor, what do you got? I completely agree. agree Because like what Kenya said, like as a child, I guess for myself, I was extremely emotional. I'm still emotional, okay, but I kind of hide it a little bit better. But I was a super emotional as a child. And when people would say stuff that would hurt my feelings, it would just make me feel horrible. Mm-hmm. So, like, the more I got hurt emotionally, the more I kind of put up this wall, like, right. oh, okay, you know, you're not going to hurt me anymore. I'm done. You know, you don't have to see or like hear what I am feeling emotionally. So, it has like created some adverse effects. Like sometimes it can be difficult um, to express my emotions. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that kind of resonated with me as I continued to grow up because I was such an emotional person. I kept getting hurt. So it definitely your childhood, uh, like Kenya said, your surroundings. Like if you're in a very like emotionally um, or mentally abusive um, environment, nine times out of ten you're going to be, you're going to have to build up some sort of external shell to allow yourself to go through day-to-day functions without allowing other people to take your joy by hurting you day-to-day. I like that. I like that. I think um, it comes down to, so like when you think about vulnerability and you think about like what your, the kind of the process so if I'm if I'm being vulnerable with somebody, then you're almost just stripping yourself down naked and saying like, "Look at my flaws," right? Mm-hmm. And it's it all it almost goes back. Actually, it doesn't almost go back. It does go back to the Garden of Eden, right? Where it's like, yeah, Adam sinned, and now he knows that he's a sinner and he knows he's flawed. And even though you know God came to him and he was like what did you do? He basically couldn't, he wanted, he, he went and hide behind the bush. He realized that he was naked. Right. And so it's hard to be vulnerable because it's basically like you're stripping down the layers of your soul. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're opening it up to this person that can really damage you, that could really hurt you uh, with the information that you're about to give them. And so a lot of people haven't developed um, no, enough emotional intelligence to understand how to deal with that. And they haven't placed themselves in good scenarios around good people who are going to 
allow them that space. Like back to our first guest um, with uh, Miss Shanta. So she she was saying like um, she recommended therapy because it's like this safe space where you can really, you know, work on yourself. Right. And it's completely without judgment. And one of the things that came up was like, well, you need people like that in your life that are going to give you the same safe space that a therapist would give you to, you know, talk about things that you're going through, because that's crucial. Because if you have that trust that I can be vulnerable with Kenya, right, or I can be vulnerable with this person, I can be vulnerable with Taylor, then like you're able to open up yourself. And when you're able to open up to other people and they're able to share their experience back with you, now you can both leave the conversation and heal and grow, right? But if you don't have that safe space to go to, then it's like walls, walls. Every time you run into a situation, you got these walls because on the exterior, you're trying to appear perfect, right? Which is, you know, a model in our society is like, you got to be perfect. You got to have your makeup done. Guys got to be big and buff and got to have a certain occupation, make a certain amount of money. And it's, you're chasing these ideals and nobody's really being, being a human or connecting with other people on a human level. And so that's vulnerability is like, you got to have those safe spaces with people to be like, yeah, I can reveal the layers to my soul with these groups or with this group. And that's why you, you probably should have a tight group, right? I'd rather have a really tight group of people that I could just, you know, have these deep conversations with and that are going to help me grow and develop as a man, as a believer, um, way more than I would want to, you know, have like a bunch of so-called friends who just know me. Yeah, an entourage, yeah. Who just know me and they're really just acquaintances at the end of the day. They don't know me beyond, hey, Josh, you do this. Yeah, you're a cool guy. It's like, no, I want them to know who Joshua Prophet is, right? Like who exactly I am. And I want to get to know you for who exactly you are. And I think when we can get to a place like that for a large amount of people, then the world would be a lot better of a place. That's for sure. Yes, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, uh, I think we're going to take a sip. I'm, I'm like done with my tea. This is the first time this has happened. Wow. Where I just, I just, are you drinking. sure it was a seven? Yeah, it was definitely a seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was 100% a seven. But, like, I'm like down to a sip. I feel, uh, that's, that's what, uh, Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan. Well, both of them. Yeah, they were, they were like, but they, they were actually like, loved the tea. Yeah, they loved it. It was at, uh, I keep wanting to call him by his other name. Deshaun. Deshaun, yeah. Um, Deshaun was like, yeah, I'm like almost at the bottom of this. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. All right, we're going to move on. Are we on question four or five? We're on five. We're on five. All right, last question. Last topic. What we got, Kenya? If you had a son, what advice would you give him? Mm, I like this question. To not go after looks a hundred percent um i know it's hard because like attraction at least that initial attraction um for guys is normally physical attraction but if you kind of strip away the layers of like the physical attraction 
and you take the time to really like talk to that person can you really see you know yourself mm-hmm. with them for the rest of your life do you all have the same morals same values um because if not I mean, that person, even though they might look good exteriorly or externally, internally, they're just not your match. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's super important for young guys to not always go for the physical, but also for the mental, the emotional. um, And like I said, the spiritual, too, because, I mean, that can be that could be a a difficult subject. Like if you're Christian and um the son goes after somebody who's like muslim or something of that nature it will automatically create like this tension between the two families you know especially mm, if one right. family is 100 percent christian and the other family is like 100 percent muslim they're automatically going to find something that they do not like with one another and believe it or not you know tension in the family can sometimes affect tension in one's relationship so it's just super important to just assess that person, just not based off of their physical appearance and just um, really judge and assess whether or not they correlate and they can be with you for the rest of their life. I like that. Good stuff, like Tay. Kenya, what do you have? Ooh, what do I have? <laughs> um, Dang, I just had it. Um. I just had it, too. <laughs> no problem, no problem. So I think, um, I like what you said. I always say, like, um, as if I were, if I was, if I had a son, so, yeah, let me, let me play the, <laughs> let me play the prompt. If I had a son, I'd be like, all right, son, like, looks, looks do matter because, you know, if you're not physically attracted to her, it's, it's not gonna work like you it's just not gonna work like guys are you know kind of wired that way so kenya check good job honey oh um, thanks but, mom and dad huh so thanks mom and dad <laughs> right right she got them good genes um but then next it's like all right do i connect with her you know i would say spiritually first like do we have the same core values which starts at you know your faith Right. Do I have the same core values? Do those align? And then from that, can I connect with her emotionally? Right. Can we, you know, what we say all the time, and we probably said it every single episode, can you explore the depth of that soul, the soul of that person? And, you know, get to the point where you're like, yeah, I, I would wake up every single day and I would choose you every single day. And so that's that's kind of the steps I would say, like, son, like, yeah, I mean, looks matter. Yeah, but that's very superficial, right? But what's more important, of course, be attracted to her because that matters. But you also need to understand that your values need to align, like really align. And then you got to also, furthermore, be able to emotionally connect with her and then get to the point where it's like, yeah, I want to be with her every day. I choose you, like you were saying earlier. And the biggest thing, which is, this was my, the actual answer to my question before, before you uh, answered was I would actually teach my son how to be masculine, right? Yeah. Which doesn't mean macho and you know, the popular term is toxic masculinity where guys are just running around being super ultra aggressive and actually a damage to society. That's not what masculinity right. is at all. What masculinity is, is 
being emotionally intelligent, right? And being able to, you know, understand yourself and understand how you fit in the world and how to navigate the world, right? And how to lead, not with your mouth, but lead by example. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, when you get in a relationship, you're going to have to learn how to, you know, lead your woman, right? But that also comes with learning how to be a good follower. And what are you following? You're following, you know, your faith. You're following the example that Jesus has set, what, you know, God has, you know, ordained for you in your life. And so you got to get to that place where you're emotionally intelligent enough to be like, yeah, I know who I am. I know whose I am, like the saying goes, and I know how to lead, but I also know, you know, who I'm following. I also know what I'm following and what the end goal is. And I don't have to be this super aggressive, you know, ultra toxic masculine guy, but, you know, I don't have to put up with, you know, nonsense either. I can stand on my 10 toes for myself. I can stand on my 10 toes for my faith and I can stand on my 10 toes for my woman. That's how I would. That's the advice I would give to my my son. Oh, yeah. Good job. Future dad of the like year, that. right here. Future dad of the year. I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try my hardest. Get that look off your face. <laughs> uh, okay, so it came back to me. So, okay. but I have two points. Okay. So, kind of going back to the last question about what would you give advice? Like, what advice would you give to young women? My advice would be don't settle um, because that's a big thing. Like know your worth, know your boundaries, know whatever you got to know and don't settle, don't settle for anything less than that. And if you are already in a situation where you know you are settling, get you a good friend like Taylor and (laughs) let them tell you straight and leave because. Wow, that sounds like some... uh past experience (laughs) (laughs) we can save that for another podcast y'all only knew if y'all only knew we could save that but yeah don't settle not worth it and it's gonna waste your time and then for my son the advice i would give would be stay away from the fast behind girls because oh yeah it's true because i've heard that like growing up Mm -hmm. but after going to college and like seeing like there really are, are they fast out there, behind out girls, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, I think that'd be my advice to my son. Stay away from the fast behind girls. Know your purpose in this life. Know what you're supposed to be focused on. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that goes back to our fast food conversation though. Yep, yep, yep. It's the same, it's the same, same premise. It's like, yeah, I can just get this now and I'm feeding into, you know, my desires rather than, you know, what's good for me long term. Like everybody wants to the short term feeling, but long term they feel horrible. Right. And it's like, well, if you forego, you know, your pleasure now, like you're going to end up with a bigger reward later. Right. Which is that that's what sacrifice is, which is you know, the message of Jesus. It's right. It's like die to your flesh. Right. He came to, you know, save from your sins. If you recognize that and you follow his example and you die to your flesh now, the last shall be first in the end. And so, yeah, maybe it looks like I'm foregoing, you know, the good life, right? And I'm not living my best life now. And really, I mean, you're 
you're living a really good life if you follow the principles of the Bible. But the reward is, you know, eternal, right? Like it's an infinite reward rather than, you know, just that, that quick fix. Yeah. Taylor, I think we have a little speed round for you. So we're about to get into, yeah, yeah, we got to do it. We got to do it. So we're about to get into some rapid fire presented by Wartown Creative. Rapid fire. Kenya is going to go through a series of questions. You are to answer them as fast as you can. This did not go well last podcast. <laughs> oh, look at her. She's getting ready, ready. Yeah, you need to get right. ready. Yes. All right. Okay, ready. Same with you. Best quality in a partner? Understanding. Oh, okay. Perfect date. Picnic. Which gender is strongest emotionally? Women. Biggest deal breaker in a relationship. Hmm? Repeat. No it. progressive mindset. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Does age matter? No. Does family approval matter? No. Ooh, okay. All right. I like good that. Good job. I like that. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're we're gonna have to all these uh, rapid fire questions. We got to come back with some of the guests that we've done it with, and then get deeper into what their answers were. Because a lot of them they say this or they say that, and I'm like, there's so much more to unpack there. Uh, but yeah, that was that was good, uh, especially the age one said no, and the parent approval one no. Ew. So, um, we don't have time to get into it on this episode, but we will definitely have you back on. Maybe talk about with it. Scott featuring. Yeah, yeah, with your husband Scott. Scott. That'd be great. <laughs> we can get into more of your experiences in college, right? <laughs> we can bring the um, or not or not. <laughs> your face doesn't look too promising. Um, but yeah, we'll just we'll just continue to have quality conversations with quality people because that's what we do. And so, before we get out of here, we want to thank you, Taylor coming on you've been a great guest thanks friend um, thank you <laughs> yeah it's, it's been a pleasure um so do you have any last words for us um keep watching quality tea okay okay quality content for quality people period yes. <laughs> i love it i love it i love it Mac attack what you got what do i have get you good friends surround yourself with good people surrender your life to christ period I love it. I have aim for higher purpose so you can break your curses. That's what we do here. All right. So we're about to wrap this thing up. Remember, if you thought this was a quality conversation, please like this video. Join the quality conversation down below in the comments. Quality conversation with quality people. That's what we do here. And until next time, remember to always be blessed. Peace. Bye. gonna fade out.